This is gonna be a free form one, y'all. <laughs> it's gonna feel it's gonna be easy and free tonight. Welcome everyone to the Sickos Comedic Podcast. This is our podcast for Army Navy Week and a whole bunch of other things too. As always, I'm Jordan. Tonight I'm in a very good spot. I'm VP of being very zen tonight. I'm trying to find my nice zen. I'm looking outside, I'm looking at my dinosaur with the president in its mouth blow up that I like so much. It makes me so happy. And as always, I'm here with other guests and some other people, whatever you want to call y'all. I have Commissioner <laughs> Escalante. I've got Pit Girl and I've got Beth. Commish, how are you? Good. It's It's been a long day. I'll just say that. Gotcha. <sighs> it was like an after school thing for the kiddo. It was a it was a long day at work. Then basically it was a long day on the social media too. We released our poll today. Yeah, it, it got picked up pretty good. I, I, I feel like we, we, there was a lot of like, hey, I, this poll is weird. It doesn't make any sense. Can you explain this to me? <laughs> I'm glad. I'm really glad you wrote that explainer. And I was like, to have just something to be like, like, here, read this. Here's the explainer. It's very hard to define. We try to do it here. Read. Instead of me personally typing a whole bunch of tweets. As long as it wasn't like, this poll is awful. This is stupid or whatever. I would respond in kind, like, hey, welcome. Uh, this is what we try to do here. Here's an explainer. Go right ahead. There's a lot of people asking, like, hey, I had a vote for this. Where is this? And then we have, like, <laughs> 891 <laughs> different entries. So there was a lot of control effing on the <laughs> spreadsheet to try to find the entries. It was a little bit of a long day in every single aspect for me today. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have a drink. And I'm, I'm, it sounds like, gonna be a of, relaxed... sounds like all four of us had a... Four, all four it's, of us seem to have a day today. <laughs> it's going to be a relaxing, and, and I'm I'm going to relax on this podcast. We're not doing too much here. Just going to have a good time. We always have a good time. What are you talking about? This is very true. Beth, how are well, you? I had two juries today back to back, and I didn't die. For the non-music degree, havers, yeah, wanters, everything else, uh, juries are the playing equivalent of finals. They're rather high pressure. You play before a panel of your faculty and try not to fall on your face in public. I think it's just that I always went into juries as like... What, what is a jury? I'm sorry. I am, so, I'm a so lay a, person here. Explain this so to me. A jury... I don't the know idea what y'all talking about. Y'all that... are talking about wine and stuff, and I'm like, you're talking about different types of wine. I don't even drink wine. I've tried. So you were talking about wine earlier. Explain juries to me, please, and everybody <laughs> else on the podcast. It's basically like a like a like a single person final. You go in, and depending on like if you're going to be a music teacher or actual like getting your green performance, you go in and you play a piece for your jury in front of either just your professors or maybe like all the women faculty, or depending on the school, maybe all the music faculty. Just depends. Like a one-on-one final, it's kind of high pressure. I've never had high pressure juries because I've never been like i'm gonna be a performer i get by with my bullshit charm a lot of times and i play bassoon it's always just like i'm gonna play something fun i hope you all like this thing and in grad school especially i was doing music education but still playing in ensembles and taking lessons and so my bassoon teacher who is lovely would find the most random pieces of bassoon music that no one like this was written in the 70s by someone who was doing tons of acid you should try this piece it's called like songs for spring for unaccompanied bassoon i was like hell yeah i'll play this it's like, like do you the have piece it? that I sent you? Yeah. Yeah. Just like awesome shit. And like, is it, I was asked, like, do you have something like not on microfiche? She's like, nope. Guess you're going to have to transcribe it too. <laughs> mine were always like fun and like very loosey goosey. I also always would dress up kind of goofy for mine. In the spring, I'd wear my seersucker suit with a, like a pastel blue and pink tie and coming in my boat shoes and the whole thing. 
and I'd make a whole day out of it. I, I enjoyed it. And I don't like, I don't like performing. That's the thing. I'm not a performer. I don't like it. But this, this was always fun, a fun thing for me for whatever reason. I am in deep admiration of the fact that it was just a fun thing for you. I find it horrifying. So, <laughs> yeah. And they stuck mine back to back. So, Ooh. yeah. So I went straight from my piano jury to my saxophone jury. Wee. <laughs> it also has that feeling of, because everyone sort of stands outside in a line and you're standing mm. there with your, because if you're playing a non-piano thing, you're standing there with your piano player who yep. also has other juries to go do because you have to pay a piano player to play your accompaniment. You're standing there with your piano player. They're trying to like get going to their next thing, staring at their watch. You're going, I can't make this line move faster. Yeah. They're it's always a- behind. It, it never runs as fast as it's supposed to. And you always get to have the fun of like, you know, you're, you're playing in a room, but everybody else who's in your area is listening to what's happening through the door. Oh yeah. They're, so you get to walk back door. through and everybody looks at you and you know within about two seconds how well you did by the face of every single person that's standing in that line that just heard whatever happened. Mm. It's it's kind of like like it's like what happened to AM this year. Like we all saw. Everyone yeah. sees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, those are juries. Now okay. all I have are like more finals and those are fine. The only thing I have in my life that that is similar to like a jury. I think I was in like fourth or fifth grade and my best friend and I at the time we were in the Boy Scouts and we wanted to get our music merit badge. Now we took, we had like two months off in the summer to prepare for this and we both get there and we play at the same time and we both horribly fail. And we just both fail real, you know, realizing that neither one of us practiced. So we did not get our music merit badge. It, it led to my last fist fight. Uh, that, that was it. That was my last fist fight. Um, basically, we both lied to each other, and then we called each other out on it. And so we were two Boy Scouts that got in a fist fight in the Jackson Barracks in in New Orleans uh, on this like retreat, and we got sent home. Uh, this is beautiful. This is beautiful. Tell me, someone like broke a recorder over their knee and smacked someone so with he, it. Oh yeah. I was I was an alto sax player, and he was I believe just a normal clarinet, like not not a. I don't. I can't remember what type of clarinet it would have been. I I, I don't know. Guaranteed. A, it was a hundred percent regular clarinet. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, it wasn't anything. Nobody has a bass clarinet just sitting around unless they're me. Yeah. No. I, yeah. So <laughs> also, just imagine giving a fifth grader a bass clarinet. I've done it. Don't she do does it. that. Fucking Beth does that because Beth is fucking insane. <laughs> yeah, Beth, are you insane? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> All these psychopaths up in the Northeast that give like fourth and fifth graders like musical instruments. What the fuck is wrong with you? Hey, you're 10. You can probably play bassoon, right? God, oh my God. <laughs> it's fine. I have a fox in the closet. Like, it'll be okay. God, oh my God. Oh my bassoon God. definitely isn't taller than you. It's yeah, fine. it'll be totally cool. And like, <laughs> I'll just put it in a little protect cradle. It'll definitely hold it. Don't you it'll worry. It's, it's fine. <laughs> I'm just waiting to see if I can give Jordan an aneurysm. My eye is bulging. Thank you. <laughs> so I can definitely say though, like as I'm here, I'm getting yet another degree right now. And 39 is officially too old for this shit. <laughs> This was a dumb and stupid idea. Jordan, why did you let me do this? You seemed like you really wanted to, and I wasn't going to talk you out of it. You had a good head of steam going, and I thought, I, I was pretty sure that that head of steam would get you at least to the end of it. Also, I was on a lot of pain pills when we started this. <laughs> I was on a lot of pain medication. Well, that, so yeah, I was really on a lot of pain medication by the time we end this thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, kismet. 
Yeah, you were also on, Kit Girl is on, on this podcast. <laughs> Hello. Hello, Peter. I think you're how are you? Oh good. I was going to make a joke about how you remembered to introduce me this time and then you didn't. <laughs> no, it's it's good. Having having form is for podcasts that stay on topic and t- talk about specific things. And if we're gonna be one of those podcasts, then then we'd better get ourselves a, you know. Different hosts. Yeah. I had better not be editing and or hosting this thing. Yeah, exactly right. When you think about it, this is the most sickos podcast we could possibly do because y'all, there's no plan. Yeah. <laughs> I have a loose plan. I have some ideas. We, we have an outline. We have an outline. Yeah. The yeah. first thing I wanted to say is that tonight, after watching the Georgia Returns, I want a big board like Steve Kornacki. I'll do a, I'll do a YouTube video next year, guys. For us, if you if we can get some money and get me a big board, I don't know what I'm gonna put on my big board, but I want a big board. I want to be able to. I don't want to show film because I'm not good at breaking down film. I just want to like draw draw little things across maps and be like, oh, George is going to Florida today, and I can draw the map. Like that's all I want to do with it. Oh, we can just get you a big paper map like the one that Bob Casey has when his he and his social media team occasionally do stuff when he analyzes PA politics. He also Done. always got a PA local beer too. It's great. I like that. Did you ever sing 50 Nifty United States when you were in yes. elementary school? Okay. Sure did. When, when, when shout them, tell all about them. Yeah. And so when you guys did that, did, when you performed it, did you did you have two people pick to like point at a giant map with like a pointer as we sang the song? No. That was our, our shtick was that there were two people assigned to it. You had to alternate because it's too fast otherwise. Yeah. I That's basically, I can do that. How it, it was always a question of like we had a very large map the one time that we did it yeah. and we had and they picked the tiniest kid in my class to be like I could definitely get from Alaska to Alabama really fast no. friends he could not no yeah you have to you have to you have to pick <laughs> and choose wrote on a that. check that his tiny tiny T Rex arms could not cash the West is big people don't understand how big the West mm-hmm. is. And then if you put Alaska and Hawaii to scale. The ultimate thing to do with that, like hard mode for that, is to go to Pittsburgh and find the where in the world is Carmen San Diego US map and do it with that. Do was 15 that, was, the United that States with that cowards. Sure was. I wanted to be on that show real bad. I wanted to be on that show very same, bad too. Same. Cotton. Same. <laughs> Definitely. Hey girl, there was a Definitely. show called Where in the World is Carmen San Diego. I am familiar with on the PBS. concept of where in the world is Carmen San Diego. I love, I love trivia explaining to the person who's literally been on Jeopardy. (laughs) (laughs) It's me. I'm baby. (laughs) So there was, there was probably the only place where you get treated like you're a 14 year old is amongst (laughs) us. There was a, there was a group called Rockapella and uh, they would sing this song. They were great. They were. The first thing I want to do today is I want I want to apologize to some old Miss and Iowa fans this evening. They took some strays on the timeline that I didn't mean to shoot. Fox Sports put out a graphic that said teams that drop from the college football playoffs top four after championship weekend. And it lists and it asked a question. It said, which of these losses was the most most confusing or most unexplainable? And it lists all these games where teams lost. Georgia loses in the 2019 SEC championship game. Georgia loses in 2018 championship game. Iowa loses in the 2015 uh, Big Ten championship game against Michigan State. And then the last one, 2014, TCU wins 55 to three versus Iowa State. They win the last game of the season and then they drop out of the playoffs. And I respond like, hmm, 
hmm, isn't that which which of these losses is the most perplexing? I don't know. Perhaps the win. The win is the most confusing one. <laughs> and I then put a comment down going, you guys, if you don't remember, should go look at what happened at the Peach Bowl that year. Because that was a year that TCU got very angry against cheat ass Hugh Freeze and Ole Miss mm-hmm. in the Peach Bowl and beat them by a bajillion to three when TCU, when uh, Ole Miss kicked a field goal from TCU's 10 yard line or whatever it was in the fourth <laughs> quarter, the saddest field goal you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And Ole Miss fans were like, wow, I didn't need this tonight. This was, I, I caught the, I, you know, caught in the stray. Then what happened was someone goes, when was Iowa good? And I go, well, 2015 Iowa had a good year. They had beaten ranked Northwestern early on, ranked Wisconsin. And they just sort of floated up to the top. We kind of knew they weren't legit. They floated up. And then they lost to Michigan State in that really good Big Ten championship game, dot, dot, dot. Oh, yeah. And then they went out to Stanford in the Rose Bowl and got blown out by angry-ass Christian McCaffrey, (laughs) who just ran over their asses. Iowa fans were like, wow, I didn't need this on my timeline today either. So my apologies to Ole Miss and Iowa fans that took those strays today. I did not mean to shoot those, but you ended up taking them in the side anyways. It is the nature of being a sicko to occasionally have strays. Yeah. So I, I, I wanted to research that field goal that uh, now Auburn coach kicked in that Peach Bowl. Mm-hmm. There were seven oh, minutes the, and the 18. That's that girl just made. Yeah. yeah. My God. No, I'm testing a visual medium. Oh, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to talk about that graphic they put up today. We can let that go. Let that go. Um, <laughs> So it was it was it was a twenty seven yard field goal with seven minutes and eighteen seconds left in the fourth quarter. What do you think the score was at that time? I'll give you the final score. The score was forty two to three. Final score there. What do you think the score was? <laughs> I, I know what it was. was so I, I know what it was. So I'm going to pass. What, on it. what do you think the score was when Mister? Uh, yeah, whatever. Mister Freeze kicked that field goal. What do you mm. Like twenty seven three or twenty seven nothing. I guess. Yeah, Beth. I'll take thirty five nothing. It was 42 nothing when he kicked that field goal. <laughs> Those were the only points of the fourth quarter. TCU pulled everyone at that point. Oh. Yes. And it was halfway through the fourth quarter when that happened. So, yeah. yes. Sorry, Ole Miss yeah. fans. But he's not your man anymore. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Auburn fans. Well, well. No, 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 no. I mean, that's... between that one and then me pointing out that in that Iowa Stanford Rose Bowl, where Christian McCaffrey, again, did not win a Heisman and decided that he was going to prove that he was a very, very angry boy about that. The final score was 45-16. I'll ask you guys the question if you didn't see it. What was the score at halftime? I watched that whole game. I, I never forgot that game. I know it was halftime score, so I, I'll just, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I got that one <laughs> burned in my head because I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Pit girl? That makes me think that it was, like, close ish at halftime okay uh, okay mm-hmm. we'll say 16 14 okay beth i'm gonna say 35 to nothing beth hit it on the nose it was 35 to that's nothing <laughs> that's absolutely what it was i did watch all of that game but i do not remember scores so yeah i was i i watched i'm sure i watched that game too because i always watch the rose bowl but no details stuck in my head. That's right. There'd be no reason to. I was actually shocked when I first said that. But someone mentioned that the first Stanford play was like a Christian McCaffrey 75-yard pass from Kevin Hogan. And after that, I was like, oh, yeah, it all just clicked in my head. I was like, I remember how this game went. Also, the game that 
they got the Stanford band pulled off of ABC because they started making farmers only jokes. That I remember. There you yep. go. You remember the farmers only jingle. I will defend the Stanford band and the art that they do. I will absolutely oh, you, defend Scatterband. You have my sword. No, I'm not going to say anything bad about that. That halftime I, I love, show. I love, that. I love them. That, that halftime show may or may not have convinced my siblings that they needed to quietly make me a farmer's only account because they were worried about how single I was. <laughs> I didn't discover it until I started getting emails. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Thanks, Stanford Band. There you go. Stanford Band is reaching out, making connections. That's what I'm hearing. That's not an unreasonable strategy in the area of Pennsylvania in which you live. It's not the one I would pursue, but it could work. It was instructive. (laughs) Oh my god. Sneak profile making on farmers only. Yeah. They also made me a Christian mingle in a J date. Like we were casting the broad net. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. To catch fish, you need to catch with a large yes. That makes total sense. Yeah. It's probably in the Bible somewhere. And then, and, and then a and then a pandemic happened, and you met us instead. Yeah, <laughs> exactly what everyone had planned. Yep, totally planned. Oh God! So the World Cup has been going on. Shout out yes, to Morocco man. today. Morocco winning in penalties against Spain—that was insane. When I I walked in to go teach today, and they had just gotten to penalties, and I turned it off, and I got there a little early to take care of some stuff, and my kids came in. Talking about how Morocco had won. I was like, you guys had, you know, you were on your phones. You were, did not, like, you didn't see this. This score updated wrong. There's no way Morocco won. And they're like, no, Spain missed our penalties. I was like, okay, you definitely didn't update. Like, your app did not update scores properly. There's no way Spain missed all their penalties. Oh, God, did they? <laughs> I think he said, sa- did he save them all? Yeah. Like, the Moroccan keeper Apparently saved so. them all. The new king of Morocco. I Seriously. <laughs> th- there was actually a video of the king of Morocco celebrating in the streets like driving in his like car or whatever Mm -hmm. like they were driving him and he was celebrating in the streets that's a huge deal i wonder if that'll help him get the the world cup was it like 2030 bid it's not the next it's it's not the next one be the one after yeah i think they're trying to get with like tunisia uh i i wonder if now they get to they get to claim uh uh sueda and uh, and millie and mejia and mejia yeah we should explain for the benefit of oh, the for listeners. The benefit. Yeah, yeah, listeners. Uh, <laughs> every are, podcast are... is someone's first. Right. Jada and Malia are um, Spanish exclaves that are on the Moroccan mainland, and it is they are somewhat controversial. I would say, broadly speaking, not quite as spicy as the Gibraltar debate, but pretty spicy. No, so. yeah, it, definitely spicy. <laughs> Yeah, uh, lots of like, oh, we're giving this, we're giving the fine, we'll give away, we'll give up the country. But we had these forts here for a really long time. So we're just going to draw a line around the edge of these. That is actually uh, not one of those enclaves, but uh, exclaves, sorry. But one of the other ones, because there's, there's like five or six that has the shortest land border in the world. Mm-hmm. It is a little castle. And basically they drew the border by shooting cannon from it. And wherever the cannon let, ball landed, that was the line. And the border there is basically a... Like under in low tide, it is an island, or high tide, it's an island, and at low tide, it's just like twenty feet of sand, basically. So there you go. You guys More will be know. pleased to know that the Wikipedia page for Spanish exclaves in North Africa is a purple link for me. Oh. That does yeah does not surprise me. It <laughs> <That> does <laughs> not surprise me. She's all yeah, about that. Brand. That's why you're good at that redactyl or whatever that game is. 
Oh, Redactyl's delightful. I love game. that game. God. I, I, yeah, it, I try, and I'm like, oh my god, I don't. I, I thought I wikied a lot, but uh, no, I do not. I do not venture out in in many different areas of wiki. I'm, I am mainly just certain areas of wiki that I am all over the place. Which donate to Wikipedia. I'm just gonna say that. Give them, give them like two or three bucks. Just donate to Wikipedia. Uh, it, it's worth your two or three dollars. Go right ahead and do that. I will never forget the early when the early 2000s whenever uh, they did the broad survey of the Wikipedia articles and discovered that they had on average within a rounding error of the number of errors of the Encyclopedia Britannica and the disparity of response between the Wikipedia people who are like hey we're doing pretty well in Encyclopedia Britannica were like wait a second we have errors it was fantastic (laughs) oh yeah hey pit girl there was this thing called encard out where you just had to put a, put a CD in, in your computer, and that was your encyclopedia. Because mm-hmm. the internet didn't have one. Need well, I remind was... you all that I grew up in the ass end of Lancaster County and had dial-up internet until I was 15, even though okay. I am now 27. That, I did not personally own a copy of Encarta. But, but that I is impressively late for dial-up, honestly. That's impressively late. Yeah, yep. that's kind of the magic of central Pennsylvania is that we are forever 15 years behind wherever everybody else is. It's like Rip Van Winkle definitely took place here in just a spiritual sense. And we are nice. all cursed to experience that, which means that I'm actually 15 years older than I supposedly am. And Pit Girl's like my age. So. <laughs> Other fun World Cup stuff. Press F for Switzerland. They got Portugal today. Big time. 6-1. Yeah. Oof. I didn't expect that. But they had Ronaldo on the bench and seemed to unleash Portugal's attack a little bit there. Yeah, who'd have thought? <laughs> no idea. Not me other, hurting getting out of the bed in the morning at, at 41. So, you know. The other one that really was kind of, uh, I'm a big Croatia fan. I like Croatia's national team. Like, that's always been one of my like, my backup teams. Uh, Japan took them 1-1 to the wire. It looked like they were going to take them. And then just Japan forgot to how to take forgot how to take penalties. Just opted out of penalties. It happens. So, yeah, I mean, clearly because Spain did too. God, that that is so bizarre. Well, well, Spain <laughs> Spain couldn't pass the penalties into the goal, so you know they're they're good at passing, but passing into the goal that's pretty rough for Spain. <laughs> Their passing numbers are so bonkers. Like possession seventy five percent, passes seven hundred. No, God, no, guys. they they had they just, over a thousand they just passes. One of their guys to go stand behind the goal and you know just for, as a visual aid. They could have oh, passed right. it to him there behind the goal. By, by the had, end of the 120th. They had, they had I, I, I saw a stat on Fox. It said it was over like 1,036 passes completed. And they completed like 90, 90 some odd percent. And they scored. They only had one shot on target. Um, but <laughs> They held the ball for 77% of the game and still did nothing with it. God, that Spain, is beautiful. Spain was literally that Simpsons, like, gif or, like, you know, Ariaga, Mariaga, Pizzotza. And they're just, he passes it, it to the middle. Holds it. He, he holds it, holds it. That's what they did, basically. This World Cup, especially for whatever reason, is highlighting those things, reasons of, I can see why some people don't like this. If you're used to a certain tempo of sport, I get it. I enjoy it, but it's not for everyone. Watching 120 minutes of people passing the ball that much and doing nothing with it, that gets frustrating. I understand. That's the West Virginia football experience this particular it's year. Like, yeah. uh, I, I was going to recommend Mike watching a Mike Leach offense, but yeah. either way. The ball I'm usually so goes in the end zone as long as, as long as... It, oh, yay. Yeah, they are. 
He got the he got the seal of approval from the administration. Speaking of coaches, they released the list of uh, Eddie Robinson Coach of the Year candidates and some usual some names we expected on here. Uh, Sunny Dykes at TCU, Mike Elko at Duke, Willie Fritz at Tulane, which great. John Sumrall at Troy, Jeff Trailer at UTSA, and then like Jim Harbaugh at Michigan, Lincoln Riley at USC, Kirby Smart at Georgia. Okay, but we wanted to talk about some folks that we were pretty sure they missed. I mean, well, I mean the, we have some the, internally. We have some really obvious answers. So yes, yeah, go for yes. it. Go go with the, go with your obvious ones to start with. Yeah, obvious answers off the top of my head: Lance Leipold at Kansas, Jim Mora yeah. at UConn, and the sicko's favorite team's head coach Jerry Kill at New Mexico State. Come on, guys! What Willie Fritz to take Tulane from two and ten to eleven and two is amazing. Yeah, on the same le- level as getting Kansas to bowl eligible. UConn to bowl eligible, New Mexico State to bowl eligible. So this is kind of why I feel like we exist because there's this top level media thing and we're this weird below area where people don't seem to recognize these things that happen or they don't pay attention because you're only focused on the playoff or the top 25 all year long. You're not paying attention to the entirety of the sport. And if somebody would pay attention to the entirety of the sport, again, go back to August and say Kansas, UConn, and New Mexico State are bowl eligible. Yep. And just look them in their face. (laughs) They're not going to believe you. So these coaching jobs are absolutely amazing. Jim Moore did it while living in a haunted house. Mm -hmm. Jerry Kill did it while still not signing his contract. Lance Leipold did it again with... At Kansas. That's all you have to say. At Kansas. And what we found out was a, I just I just crazy. And what we found out was a very good Big Twelve. Yes, not just like a trash ass Big Twelve year where they no. get six. No. no, this was a good Big Twelve year. And almost everybody in the Big Twelve was, I mean, really within like one or two games of being bowl eligible. The entire conference. Uh, I'm also going to shout out uh, Kurt Signetti at James Madison. Yes, who brought this team into FBS. And ended up winning eight games their first season, tied for the first in their division. Should have definitely been in that conference championship game, and not Coastal, who got their asses beat. I mean, those are those are the four off the top of my head that are that are really there. There are definitely some others. I will say I'm glad Elko got recognized because yes. nobody thought anything of Duke this year at all. Like the way Cutcliffe left last year, nobody thought anything of Duke. And mm-hmm. what Elko did, I mean, they're eight and four. Duke is eight and four. Say it again. Duke is eight and four. It's it's bizarre. It's a bizarro yes. world. Yes. I would have liked to have seen Jonathan Smith out at Oregon State. Oregon, Oregon mm-hmm. State too. The the Beavers yeah. were like that was a, a really nice turnaround. They did some really nice things, and it wasn't just the fireworks at the end of the year. Like they just improvement the whole way around, and that's a hard place to do that at. Yes. And they have Maybe. half a stadium right now. Right, yeah. exactly. Like, would yes. you like to come and and work in this construction site, please? <laughs> well, I mean, San, San Jose State was used to that. But Washington's head coach, Kalen DeBoer. I mean, mm-hmm. fantastic job there, too. So, I mean, there's some – I feel like they have to narrow the, the list down to eight, and it's tough. But we want to recognize those coaches. They did a fantastic job this year. Um, also, I want to shout out Clark Lee. Vandy. Yes. Yes, yes. I know that five and seven, that's fine. Uh, Clark Lee, the long snapper touchdown. By the way, the long snapper for Vandy made the all SEC team. So uh, the only long long snapper to score touchdown gets 
get first team SEC. Love it, Vandy. The vaunted Vandy long snapper. <laughs> Listen, Vandy makes offense wherever they can find it. That's right. <laughs> I might also even you want to talk about like a mainstream school that probably needs to have their coach on here. I after the last couple weeks, I may put Shane Beamer on here even. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Two games isn't nothing, but those are two pretty big games. There's lots of arguments here. Like you said, I, they, they, they reduced it down to eight. I wish there were an award and maybe like we can have this discussion next year where we talk about like an actual talking to some of our media folks about an actual award about a coach who has turned something around or like created something where there was nothing or little beforehand mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that kind of thing. I, like I'm glad Willie Fritz is on here. If Tulane weren't in the top 25, I don't think he would have gotten that attention. Like if Tulane had gotten to six and six, which again would have been fucking outstanding from ten and from two and ten, I don't think he would have gotten that kind of coverage. Like while that's great, like we're talking about those other guys on that list like below of there's just nothing here, and they're making these things things happen. And so we're just really happy for them. I'm just happy that these guys are getting some notoriety, and happy to say their names out loud to make sure everyone knows these guys yep. are putting in the work. I'm gonna yep. put one more in. K State's coach, Kansas State's coach. Oh, they were oh six God! Six yeah. Last year. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Chris Kleiman, I think I said his name right. Or mm-hmm. is it Kleiman? Is it Kleiman? Sorry. Kleiman. Yeah. Kleiman, Kleiman. I think it's Kleiman. Chris Chris Kleiman. Sure, that sounds great. No, but I mean that that is a huge. I mean they they improved ten ten wins. They went up four wins, and yeah. I mean huge improvement. And they won the Big Twelve. And of course, I have I have a memory longer than most football fans. So I remember when they were like, "Oh, we're gonna get North Dakota State's coach." Oh, does he even know how to play football? Whatever. You're fucking Kansas State. Let's not one. Let's not pretend like you've been here for a long time. You haven't. And two, have you seen what he plays? He plays like you want to play. Mm-hmm. Three, North Dakota State. North Dakota State. That's all you have to say. That like you people get uh, stupid about that for whatever reason. Like oh yeah, it's... people getting stupid about hiring FCS coaches is a pet peeve of mine, particularly during the Chris. Chris Kleiman discourse because mm-hmm. all that saying oh oh we're just hiring an FCS guy all that displays is that you know nothing about the sport that you claim to like you like you think that this is you know D three ball whatever as opposed to I mean I mean Kansas State has gotten curb stomped by FCS teams before this is not something they should be unaware of <laughs> they have yeah. those stupid games and I mean not to get too feelingsy about it but if, if nothing else I hope that that's something that like this account and this podcast and other things like that really bring out that the sport is so much deeper than who's going to win the SEC and who's going to make the playoffs. Like there are thousands of storylines every single week that are compelling. There are players who are playing their hearts out. There is fantastic football being played at all levels. There are coaches who are doing amazing things with duct tape and bailing twine. And using this space to amplify that is so important because they tend to get ignored unless they can magically crack the, hey, the AP noticed us list. There's so much more to it than that. Well, hopefully they can get a logo, too, in the poll if they ever make it. (laughs) One of these days. You got to be in for at least two weeks to get a logo. That's how you know you made it. Two weeks to get a logo from the AP. That's right. That's how you know you made it. That's what we do. We find the unconventionally appealing thing, and which was great with the poll. There were some people looking at this like these... And and then I saw there was a thread on Reddit, like RCFB, which I really don't go yeah. on there too much. But I mean, we have like a like a sickos CFB, like subreddit. You know, I, I go on there and I look, and then it's over like you know one thousand 
arrows mm-hmm. up and like people are like what is this what is this what is that uh what, and then i'm like and then like other people not affiliated with us are throwing in the explainer to get more and more people out there and Duh, they're guys. understanding yeah. it and then like what they've said it's unconventionally appealing and it's like we're getting the point across that it is the entirety of the sport that we we love to see this like we mm-hmm. you know there was one person in the mentions as soon as we posted in the poll is like i'm really upset at ulm's performance they were in the preseason poll and they dropped out and i'm like we got to do better next year you found you found another ULM fan online. Congratulations! I did. I, did. I found another one. I'm not just the internet's only ULM fan. So two. that's it. There's My two of them. favorite version of two. Where's Waldo? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not going to find me because I'm going to be wearing the Duck Dynasty camo ULM jersey. So yeah, you know. you'll just see his head. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan saw me wear that at the Texas game. It was great. <laughs> it's wonderful. There's not has been a bunch of coaching carousel news. There is one big one and one smaller one today. Uh, UNLV said that they're hiring Barry Odom. Odom was head coach at Mizzou. This was their like big hire. You got rid of Arroyo for this. Okay. Cool. Why? Fine. I guess he was fine at Mizzou. If I remember correctly, not great. There was rumors again for Dion at UNLV. I was like, yes, let's do this. Then there was like short rumors of Coach O That's in oh, UNLV. Bad, bad fucking idea. Oh my God. Oh, oh my like, God. The worst oh, fucking like, idea I've ever heard. I was like, yes, please. <laughs> like, Jesus. Like, we're going to put all the crazy stuff that happened at last year in the past. I don't want to minimize what happened with all the just... Title IX and all that. I don't want to do that. I just want to stay on the surface here. But Coach O in Sin City. Oh my God. I, I was I, talking. I don't want to get too Beverly Hillbillies about this. I'm just imagining him showing up with a kick net to catch crawdads and yeah. like looking around Las Vegas like, where do I? Like the Bellagio fountain, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> We're going to go down there to the Bellagio. <laughs> they got a good buffet. I'll get you comped. God. The amount of comps that man would pick up. I didn't know that I wanted this, but now it's the only thing that I want in the world. Man, you see that Luxor? That Luxor got a pyramid, and it got the light coming out the top. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I can't imagine. Have any of you guys ever stayed in the Luxor? I've been in. No. Have, they have the, okay. the, 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 the elevators are freaking. The, the inclinators. Yeah, because they go at an yeah. angle. Yeah, they go they at go, an angle up, up the, the, the axes, yeah. So, yeah. So, the, so the Luxor has the pyramid, and then there also is like a typical box-shaped hotel behind that. Mm-hmm. On my honeymoon, we stayed in the pyramid. Y'all, I hit my head on that window so <laughs> many times. I'm like, let's look outside. Wham! Hey, <laughs> is that a bird? Whack! <laughs> it was so bad. I cannot be trusted in anything without like normal box shaped walls, apparently. Like, good I don't perceive space. Good to know. Yeah, like, I'm like a bird. It's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just put little we were... on the window next time. Yeah. We were leaving, and I was looking at the window, and there's just like my face prints all over. <laughs> it's so terrible. Like, my son's like, "Where do you want to go?" I'm like, "I don't know. I have a concussion." <laughs> <laughs> my God, the only hotel I've stayed at is Excalibur, and I think Cocho would really like Exc- Excalibur. Oh, think, yeah. absolutely. We're gonna go down to the Excalibur. They let you eat with your hands. <laughs> I just imagine Cocho coaching with like. Double fisting turkey legs. Yeah. This is wonderful. Go Rebels. That would be the shortest tenure. Man, I... The shortest, best tenure. (laughs) It's like those old cartoons where they have those giant 
powder keg containers and there's a little trail of like just a little bit of black powder and it's lit and you're just waiting for the whole thing to go. It's exactly what it would be because it wouldn't last four games or whatever, but it would, it would explode in the most glorious way possible. God. <laughs> just picturing Kojo as Wiley Coyote. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's exactly what it is. This team brought to you by Acme. <laughs> Meet congrats. Me. Instead of that, you got Barry Odom. <laughs> Be excited, Vegas. You got Barry Odom. That's going to that's gonna get everyone. You know, we say this. Obviously, if he starts winning, who the fuck cares if he's fun or entertaining or not? I'm just not saying that you're going to pack the Las Vegas Raiders stadium for New Dad. This New Dad is not going to I mean, can you, can you imagine Coach O with Wayne Newton? Donka Shane. No, I can't do it anymore. I'm cracking up too much. No. You would have everyone there. All the Vegas, all the Vegas. Oh, it would be so Vegas. Most Vegas team you've ever seen. How long do you think he would coach there before he had married his first hundred people? Oh, my God. Yeah. He'd be doing marriages at halftime. Yeah. On the field at halftime. Yeah. God. Him and an and Elvis it, impersonator. It, yeah, oh, I would so say he is, the, he is the Elvis impersonator. <laughs> A very late Elvis. <laughs> a very late, late El- Elvis. Late Elvis Coach O. The other hire <laughs> that got made. The, the other hire that got made while we were right. It was right after we finished recording or it was like close to. Oh, was God. Scott Satterfield got picked up. Oh, man. Out of Louisville going to Cincinnati. <laughs> and it just so happens they both happen to be playing in the Fenway Bowl. And the Fenway Bowl is one of those delightful games where it's in a baseball stadium. So that means that both sidelines are on the same side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's already said that he is he is washing his hands of this. I am not involved in either game. And I think this is the wrong way to do this. I think you stand on top of the green monster with a fucking megaphone and you coach both teams. Yep. Yes. Oh, like whenever the uh, who was the coach who, who coached by Telegraph? Oh, over at Iowa State. Yes, exactly right. Yeah. You should have and to. You- yeah, so what you want to do is you want to coach the, you you want to coach Cincinnati using a telephone, and mm-hmm. you want to coach Louisville using semaphore. There we go. Flags <laughs> up there. <laughs> I think I think my favorite tweet on this one was from Jason Kirk of the Full Cast, and he's like sicko chairman emeritus. He he does his sickos game of the week, and but his tweet it says, ending a year plus of I hope this place fires me. Because they hate me, because I'm always trying to leave, but I accidentally keep winning too much to get fired. Game of chicken, by leaving for your own bowl opponent, is a top 10 funniest coaching change in college football history, and that is saying a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. I'm surprised he didn't, he isn't so pissed at Louisville that he did the thing of, uh, who was it at SMU that decided that he was going to oh. co- coach the bowl game? Like they hired him like right before it was like the first Frisco bowl ever. They hired him right before the bowl game. And he decided he's like, Nope, it might've been Chad Morris. Actually, <laughs> this feels like a Chad Morris thing. There, there was, it was, was it skip Holtz? No, no, I don't remember. SMU coaches. Let's see. Yeah. 2017. I think we're talking about the 2017 Frisco bowl. We are 2017 SMU Mustangs. Was it, was it Chad? Sonny, it was Sonny Dykes. It was Sonny Dykes. It was Sonny Dykes. There you go. Oh my God. Yeah, Sonny they came hired in. Him it was December like. 11th and he coached the bowl game. That's right. I forgot about it. I forgot it was Sonny. He'd been at TCU as an offensive analyst because the year before he'd gotten fired at Cal. Also, remember that Cal fired Sonny Dykes. 
to be fair, it was not really working at Cal. No, not not at. Was that was that offensive pew pew Cal or was that like defensive uh, rock throwing Cal? Because Cal comes like, in two flavors. And <laughs> yeah, it was like not great defensive Cal, if I remember yeah. correctly. I want to jump also- back to the Cincinnati Louisville Fenway Bowl for one second oh, because yeah, I would like to remind everybody that not only is the is this now the Scott Fat- or Scott Satterfield Satterfield fight. Uh, this is a rivalry game and there is a trophy. They play for the keg of nails. Yes. One of my favorite trophies. And it has been dormant for at least a little while. Mm-hmm. Yep. It has been on hiatus since 2013 because Louisville left for the ACC. It is it is excellent when bowl games bring rivalries back. Are they a playing plus. for the trophy? I really hope so. I don't know That'd that we know yet, but they better be. A little, a little preview of our bowl talk eventually. But I also love it when bowl games bring back bad blood from the 1987 California bowl that I'm going to do a fucking in-depth dive into. We're going to be talking about the 1987 California bowl between Eastern Michigan and San Jose state in long form. And y'all going to fucking love it. You have to, (laughs) how many times have you watched that, that full broadcast? I found multiple versions of the broadcast. Oh my God. (laughs) People have put multiple versions on YouTube. I found the ending. Finally, the ending apparently is very controversial. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still working on it. It was a great game. You're going to have to, you're going to have to buy that t-shirt from home field. I'm going to. Yeah, you're gonna have to do it. The 1987 California Bowl because they, it's the rematch in the Potato Bowl. I think I'm gonna do a bowl preview where I'll start rating things on their sickoness of mm-hmm. the actual bowl thing, like sponsor what you, what you could potentially have dumped on you yeah. if you win the bowl game, <laughs> um, and then we'll focus on like the matchup and then the history and locale of the bowl game. I'll start doing that. I may do that for. A Substack post just to to get something going on the Substack since I don't have any basically weekly synopsis stuff with the crazy heavy alliteration that I was doing all year. Here's my question at this point, and mm-hmm. that is, when do you think Scott Satterfield is going to move? Because Louisville and Cincinnati are not all that far apart. You're talking like a hundred miles max. So you if you're Scott Satterfield, are you just keeping your house and like, listen, I just get out of boxes. Like, I'm just going to stay out of boxes and I'll wave at my neighbors like, goodbye, idiots, every day. <laughs> I assumed that he'd been packed all year. Okay. Yes. Yeah, he's, he's, been li- he's already been living out of boxes because he was ready to go. So he, he's been Holgersoning all year. Yeah. Yes. Right. Okay. Done. <laughs> Except that's just how Dana lives. Dana is like, it's hard to repo a- everything if it's already in boxes. Yeah, right. Can't find it. Can't find yeah. it. Can't take it. Can't find it. Yeah. You want to repo what? Oh, my old bowling trophies. Speaking, yeah, they're speaking over of- there in the boxes labeled kitchen. One of them. <laughs> Daniel Hogerson is going to be hitting the casinos in Shreveport. Yeah. For the oh, Independence yes. Bowl. So, so <laughs> we got some. We got some good stuff there. and They're it's, never going to see it. They're never going to find him. Yeah. <laughs> Keep in mind that Holgerson is keeping his bowling trophies in the box labeled kitchen, not so that he, not because he's trying to keep them safe, but because they're an actual kitchen implement as far as he's concerned. That's a spatula. That's my spatula and my spoon. Yeah. <laughs> and my spoon rest. I rest one trophy on the other. It is my spoon rest. This is yes. a spoon rolling rest. pin if you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you hit an avocado within enough times, you get guacamole. <laughs> trying to try to get an avocado pit out with the end of a bowling <laughs> trophy. I'm just Things picturing him hitting it hard enough that there's like chunk of oh, avocado yeah. pit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Shards. Yep. Shards in his guacamole. I love yep. crunchy guacamole. That's what Me everyone too. craves. Yeah. Yeah, the gold flecks are what makes it taste good. Yeah, what you what you want in a guacamole is a surprise <laughs> texture. That's what makes it. <laughs> What you want is to bite it and be like, oh, this is interesting. 
Yep. Actual this Texan. Is, this, is tooth, this is toothsome. <laughs> I want a toothsome guacamole. Lose your toothsome guacamole. Can you ask? Can you ask HEB for extra crunchy guacamole? I don't know. I gotta go ask them. Go past the coaching carousel. We have something. Someone called the transfer care. Who the fuck called it the transfer carousel? That would be me. Thank you. I don't know what to call this. Transfer uh, portals. Making the, yes. Okay. Yes, it is the portal. We are now thinking with portals, but like I don't know. Calling it portal season seems not quite right. We'll have to think about this. Yeah, transfer carousel because the co- yeah you the coaching carousel is that you hop on you spin around and you get off sort of like at a different like a, almost like a different spot whereas the portal always feels like this transformational thing you enter the portal and then you come out the other side you you enter as Auburn Bonix you end up as Oregon Bonix and life is amazing it's like getting an evolution item in Pokemon like yes, you get exactly the right. thing and now. You know, we got you the thing and now you're an app and now you're a flapple. Like mm-hmm. you were a little apple guy and now you're this big dragon thing. Like that's that's what happened to Bonix. Um Do we so, do we yeah. do we start commission on Scarlet and Violet or we need do we need to start him further back? No, I think we should start him on Scarlet and Violet. Okay. I, be fun. That's probably I, again, the easiest I don't even know what you guys that's are good. talking it's about. Be fun. So whatever. Okay. Please don't hand Bonix a Sinostone. Just don't do it. It's a really bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm going to remember what that is. All right? Love that. Beautiful. That. Whatever that means. Y'all can laugh at me. I have no idea what's going on. We have some quarterback transfers that are interesting. Hey, Pit Girl, let's talk about your new quarterback. Yes. Um, Pitt has at long last landed Phil Dracovic, uh, which I am <laughs> excited about. What? <laughs> it's like a fishing expedition. Go on. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> So his recruitment was going on, I think, when I was still in school, and it was a whole thing because he's from the Pittsburgh area, and he went to Pine Richland, and he was the starter at Pine Richland after Ben DiNucci, who also went to Pitt and then transferred to JMU and then started, like, one game for the Cowboys. (laughs) We love the Nooch. But he got recruited away by Notre Dame, and the people who follow recruiting on Twitter had the inevitable meltdown about it. Uh, And then he transferred to BC and was pretty good for one season and was in for two. And he is returning to Pitt to reunite with Frank Signetti. It's been like five years, but ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Got him. So I want to let you know that our our, our resident Pitt pronunciation guy um, did a pronunciation of Phil Jakovic. So we we have a Pitt one. You're going to need to input that. It is in the Discord there. So Got that. Plug that in. So you and Sickos are nebbing about the Pine Richland boy, Phil Dracovic, huh? I did not know he had so much pit credentials. Oh, yes. So wh- he is extremely credentialed. What is what is that like? Like, you look at another team, you're like, that that is our quarterback. Why is he playing at another team? Do you feel like... <laughs> Do you feel like he's just like gone away on vacation? Is he's finally going to come back home? I mean, what was that? It feel like he, he he figured it out eventually. I am not as invested in recruiting as many people are, and I am also not originally from Pittsburgh, so I do not have the Yinzer mentality about guys who played in the Whippeal, which is the Pittsburgh <laughs> area football football high school league. Okay, Yinzers are like. Why don't we recruit the Whitfield like we used to? And it's like, well, number one, Yins aren't going to get the- a good Yins aren't going to get a good quarterback unless you go to Alcoipa. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Um, number one, the population here is not as high as it was in the seventies, and there's actually not as much talent here as you might think. Number two, we are not attractive like we were in the seventies because the Golden Panthers no longer exist. 
Oh, that's why. I thought yeah. it was all the losing. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like we did NIL before everybody else did NIL, and then it was not cool. So, yeah. yeah. My favorite quarterback that I think is going to enter the portal and come out, come out as a butterfly is going to be uh, DJ Ungagalele. Uh, I think that he's going to go west, and he's going to find a beautiful place to go play where people... South Carolinians are going to yell at him every day, every week, and he will no. just find a wonderful, happy place in this world. Definitely. He needs to go west. I I think we're, we're speculating like he's going to UCLA because I think DTR is done. So why not just continue the acronyms there at UCLA? You know, you got DTR in UCLA, and then you'll have DJ in UCLA. I, I'm feeling Arizona State. But, Absolutely. That's what but, I was going to say. <laughs> but I, I don't I just I just feel that I don't I, I don't know anything. I'm just glad that I'm looking at the list of a lot of these names of like folk of like quarterbacks who are transferring and all of these are looking at and going, Hey, I, for all of them, I'm like, just go, go out West, like go, go find a West coast school. It's really just a lot nicer. I think we've all just seen like quarterbacks go out there and they just feel better about themselves. Just go, go and have fun out in the pac 12 mountain West, whatever it is. Big sky. Go to big sky. Yeah. Have fun. If you're, if you're good enough to, to go pro, they'll find you. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, it doesn't matter where you play if you're good enough to go pro. But if, if you're worried about an NIL deal, I don't I mean, like DJ got the, the big deal with Dr. Pepper, which I mean, L.A. Yeah, maybe you got more opportunities that way. And of Arizona course, State, if they I, can I find know. Joe Flacco at Delaware, go Blue Hens. They can do anything. <laughs> yep. And of course, JT Daniels, Beth, is entering the portal. OK, so I did just get the show notes finally. Mm-hmm. However many minutes we are into this recording. An hour fun. into the Pickle, show. that is violence. <laughs> I, I didn't do it. He did this uh-huh. himself. Uh-huh. I would just like to take this moment to read something directly off of the show notes for the listeners. JT Daniels stat line while at, while at WVU. 13 DDs, 9 INTs, the good score finds a way. I fucking hate that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> You're welcome. It's amazing how, you know how you see the Fibonacci sequence in nature a lot of times, <laughs> or you see, yeah, you see the golden ratio when you look at things in, in nature. For some reason, those two numbers come up so many times and it's I don't weird. know what it is. It's just so weird. It's just weird. It's weird how that happens. You sure glad you never made a shirt about it. No. <laughs> Didn't. Oh, we're gonna find out we're gonna find out that's how pi ends they're finally gonna get the it, end it of pi it's gonna end at 13.9 oh god i quit nature was a mistake yeah <laughs> like i'm done Beth was like i'm mm-hmm. out of here <laughs> so in all, think- in all seriousness like i really hope that jt daniels finds a really good landing spot yeah. it, it wasn't working with us it didn't work at georgia like, and i he seems like a really good kid it's fun to watch him play and what we had just didn't complement what he brings to the table and i just i i want him to find a spot i'm thrilled that we have the transfer portal so a guy like him who has undeniable talent yeah. can find a place rather than just being like well i guess i'm stuck here and now i just sit on a bench and i go to waste so you know i like I wish him nothing but the best. Really so, cool guy. Hope it works. So JT Daniels, uh, he he started playing in 2018 in college. So 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021. This year, 2023, he has one year of uh, eligibility left, but he could get a medical red shirt. So he could still be playing in college in 2023 and 2024. So. <laughs> 
I don't know how many times he's transferred. It feels like three. It's three. Mm-hmm. Three. Yep. Okay. Because well, it was this... SC. It was SC Georgia. West Virginia. West Virginia. So this will be the fourth school that he goes to. Go back out west, man. You had it right yeah. the first time. His best year was his first year at SC. Like, go back out west. Is there something that's nice and ready-made for a pass-happy quarterback? There's I mean, got to be some FCS school that runs Air Raid. Or like some or some Mountain West school that runs Air Raid. Some of those places that have like those systems built in place would happily take him for a year. Mm-hmm. And you can have a lot of fun. Yeah. I can, and again, I can. like, if you're good enough, the pros will find you. So mm-hmm. I can I can see JT Daniel staying with the same colors, but going mm-hmm. complete West Coast. He is a Cal quarterback. Okay. Oh, you know what? I love this. So we have football this weekend. We'll start with our FCS ball. On Friday, three big games. Sanford at North Dakota State, William & Mary at Montana State, Incarnate Word at Sacramento State. Is Incarnate Word going to be under new management for this game? No. He's going to finish out the season there? He's They, they say he's finishing out the playoff run. Okay. Cool. So, so GJ could be going all the way, but they have they got a rough one, and that's Friday night, really late. Nine thirty our time, which would be seven thirty. Seven thirty kick and seven thirty sack time, but that's yeah. also on San on San Antonio body clock body clock. So body, you're body going out there and like all three of these games should be really good. I'm pretty sure that the Big Sky and the Missouri Valley are going to win all of them. I don't see Samford beating North Dakota State. I don't see William and Mary beating Montana State. Incarnate Word Sacramento State's like the closest one I can like imagine. That even that is like hold hold on, wait. So William and Mary is in Virginia, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Okay, and they're going to Bozeman, Montana. Yep. The, yeah, yeah, that's correct. Let's let's check the weather. It's the <laughs> same climate when you think about it. Totally. <laughs> Definitely. Bozeman, Montana, Saturday. Wait, definitely not 74. That's still my weather. Uh, (laughs) Saturday, the high on Saturday in Bozeman is 30. It's balmy. It's balmy. It's balmy. Friday. Oh, wait. It's Friday. So it's going to be high 24, 34% chance of snow, low 12. Okay. And this is at night. Okay. So this is all of a sudden I'm getting excited about that one. Okay. Yeah. yeah I'm looking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and For... Samford in Samford from Georgia, right? Samford's, Samford's in Georgia. Well, they're playing in a dome. Oh, I'm, okay. That's fine. You're still in Fargo. For context, the weather in Williamsburg on Saturday is supposed to be 53 and cloudy. Yeah. Williamsburg is like far enough South that the, it tends to not snow and it's also quite swampy. So oh, I have to say have that. Flying into that area of North Dakota is one of my most favorite things because I found myself on a commuter flight flying in at one point and everybody on that flight knew each other. <laughs> just a whole bunch of people and just like talking, having a time on there. And like, I got on the plane and the conversation stops. And they're just looking at me like, who, who is are this you? Who is and this yeah, I was going to Minot, which I didn't even know how to pronounce at the time. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to Minot. And they're like, you have no idea where you are, do you? You ain't from around here, are you, Beth? No, very not. <laughs> you are the lone stranger that walks into the saloon in a western. <laughs> and yep. Everybody stops. The piano yep. player just yeah. slows down. Yeah, the second most friendly fl- flight I have ever been on, definitely. So. Um, was the so first carrying your sword? No, the first was my sister got proposed to on a plane, and uh, United gave me access to uh, all of the wine in first class to give it to the entire flight. Friends, nice. let me tell you, if you Ooh. want to make friends on an airplane, that is the way to do it. That is the ha- like the happiest flight I have ever been on. Everyone wanted to talk to me. There you go. Also, yeah. I now know where the wine is kept on every first class United flight. 
And I so, can operate the PA system. I learned a lot on that flight. It was great. Spe- speaking of wine country, Sacramento uh, forecast rain. So oh, it God, may be another again. soggy Sacramento. It says Friday, uh, high 53, low 46, 99% chance of rain. Um, and then Saturday, a 98% chance of rain. So it could be another soggy Sacramento playoff game. And They're going to drown Incarnate Word. <laughs> and, well, uh, it, I don't know. Incarnate Word loves to throw the ball. And so does Sac oh, State. So this is right. going to be... This is... Yeah, this is must-see TV again. So mm-hmm. we may have we may have a crazy snow game on ESPN2. And then on ESPN Plus, we may have the crazy soggy rain game at, oh, at the same time. Give us some Detmer fun, guys. That'd yes. be fantastic. It's only two games, so it's like half of the quad box. But, you know... <laughs> Commission, quick correction. Samford University is in Homewood, Alabama. I it's didn't say that. I said that. That was me. Hey, don't give me that. Samford is in Alabama. I thought it was in Georgia for some reason. Well, I mean, the, well, the commission's in charge. So. You think? Oh, okay. It's all my fault. So I have to. Yeah. It, the buck uh-huh. stops with the commission. Exactly. Uh, but Samford is the stadium for Georgia. Oh, uh, so that's how I was thinking. Okay. About. okay. Yeah, that's right. We're in between the hedges here. We keep it all together. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't tell her that. <laughs> There's hedges I, in, in Jordan hair too, so don't give me that. That's true. Uh, on Saturday morning, we have Holy Cross at South Dakota State is our FCS amuse bouche, oh. which ought to be a lot of fun because that will be outdoors in South Dakota. <laughs> but right, Holy let's... Cross is coming from New England, so the weather is not as much of a big thing for them. Uh... We've turned into a weather podcast. Let's do the weather stuff because we don't have that many games. We got to get some intrigue going here. We've always been a weather intrigue. podcast. We give yeah. out warnings and advisories. It's and true. Yeah. <laughs> That's. I mean, you know, I, I did want to be a meteorologist when yeah. I was growing up. So Jim Cantori, come on the Sickos that's, podcast. That's right. You know, I don't know. That could be a bad thing. So uh, every time Jim Cantori goes somewhere, it's normally a bad thing. You know, you don't want to see yeah. Jim Cantori in Jim your town. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to do that. I, don't I, do, I, I do love him. That does raise the thing that there was some like flooding in Harrisburg a couple, like not this past fall, but the fall before that. Yeah. And the Weather Channel came out and it was not Jim Cantori, but they had like off-brand Jim Cantori, like, standing mm-hmm. on a corner, being like, look how deep the water is, and I was watching yeah. it, because it was, like, flash, you know, flash flooding, everything was closed, I was trying to make sure my boyfriend didn't drown was getting that back like up and Wil- Was that, like, the up in Wilkesbury, and they were wearing a helmet for no goddamn reason? I would 100% believe that. I don't remember that part, but the part of this that I do remember is that they were standing specifically when they moved up towards the farm show pennsylvania farm show is the world's largest indoor ag expo it's in january every year it's the equivalent of the pennsylvania state fair beside the point for this purpose the streets at which the farm show is located are a notorious low spot and they flood pretty much every time Mm -hmm. there's a heavy rain I, a local, know this. The Weather Channel, not local, does not know this. And they're standing on the corner of Cameron and McClay acting like the fucking world is ending. <laughs> and everyone's just like, yeah, no, that's that's what happens, that corner. Yeah, just sitting here like, yeah, mm-hmm. And then they like go to Midtown by Strawberry Square, and I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm, yep, mm-hmm. Come, ba- come back when Shy Poke is underwater like it was in 72. <laughs> oh, God, Agnes references. Here we go. <laughs> so... What's our weather in Brookings? In Brookings, the the weather, not too bad. Just going to be freezing. High 37, low 20. Only a 14% chance of precipitation. Holy Cross is fine with that. They should be, but I I don't think they're going to have enough to to take out South Dakota State. 
I know. I think we're going to end up with a a Missouri all Missouri Valley Big Sky uh, semifinal, and then yeah, that, as God be, intended, as God intended, definitely because I wanted Montana State and Sacramento State to play each other this year, and that would have been like a perfect game day. Yeah. Which I mean, they still got the game day, but for them to meet in the semis, that would be fantastic. And North Dakota State and South Dakota State to meet in the semis, whoo! Yeah, I that, hope that could bracket be... is correct, right? Is the bracket correct? I, I, I'm trying to make sure you're right. They wouldn't meet. They wouldn't meet until the finals. Okay, so so we could have a okay. Well, if it's going to be a North Dakota State South Dakota State final, uh, I'm yeah. going to go to Frisco and just stand in the middle of it all and just go hi everyone and hope things get thrown. It'll be a lot of fun. Just wear yellow because they both wear yellow. So you should be you should blend in fine. I should be fine for that. That game is always the 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 vibe around that game is always such a blast. I've never gone to it because it's always expensive. But that game's mm. like 120 bucks to get into in Frisco. Ooh. So I never go to the game, but I've always hung around that game and it's a lot of fun. North Dakota State always shows up. They always show up to Frisco. What's the bison tracker, right? Yeah. So they do our, move in herds. Uh, That's true. Where is where is the Army Navy game this year? Philadelphia. It's in Philly? Sure is. All right. It is about half the time. Yeah, when it's not in Baltimore, because they don't really do it in Washington anymore for what I think are obvious reasons. So I wish they would hold it in Franklin Field with the Toast Zamboni, but we can't have nice things. Yeah, they're not going to put it in Franklin Field anymore, unfortunately. They... Some very weird spots going forward. I'm going to talk about where this game is being held going forward. 2023 Gillette Stadium. 2024 FedEx Field. No, don't do that. Don't do that. I just said don't do that. 2025, it's going back to Baltimore. 2026, going to MetLife. And then 2027, back to Philadelphia. So they're making a nice little thing. They shouldn't go to D.C. Just don't do that. I say D.C. I mean Maryland. Don't go to I don't love them dragging everybody up to Foxborough for no real reason either. Like, if you're going to do one at the northern end, just play it at not the Meadowlands. Like, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, no, they want you to ride the whole Acela. <laughs> it is. They are They are basically just, like, carving out the Acela and going up and down. Hold it at the Greenbrier, cowards. <laughs> Army-Navy can only transfer, move equipment up and down the Acela for this quarter over this game. They're unable to move their stuff by anything except for, for by Amtrak. There's some weird arcane law we don't know about. They have to use Amtrak for this game. Yeah, ex-husband used to have uh, his like holiday party thing um, the same night as the Army-Navy game. And it was held in Philly for a couple of years in a row. Mm -hmm. And I root very, very, very hard for Army in this game now because they tended to buy me the best drinks after the game. And I can be bought. Good to know. (laughs) Yeah, Army has bought my loyalty. Beth is an Army fan here. Pig Girl, do do you have a leaning on Army-Navy? Yeah, I have actually always historically rooted for Navy because um, my dad this roots tracks. for Navy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, Beth and I are agreed in all things except football. Um, <laughs> I, but my dad has always rooted for Navy. We don't have any like significant military history in the family except for like you know my great grandfather served in World War II because time frames, right? Mm-hmm. But so I think my theory is that my dad roots for Navy because he was a Cowboys fan back in the day and Roger Staubach went to Navy. Uh, But yeah, I have always rooted for Navy in this game. Kamish, Kamish, do you have anything? Yeah, my my grandfather was in the Navy. My 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 dad was in the Marines. So that's part of, you know, the Navy. 
and then my my uncle Ron was a Navy SEAL, so uh, I I lean Navy here. The only time that I really like rooted for Army was when it was like a long streak. I was like, we need to break this streak, and but I I've I've always been kind of a Navy fan, and then growing up in New Orleans, we were a huge part of the Navy with like the Higgins boats in in World War Two. Really, I love this game. There's a lot of fun. I just love it because it's almost low scoring every single time and every possession is just an absolute struggle. And we're not going to put like a sicko's warning on this game whatsoever, because, you know, again, you know, are we against the troop because we say sickos or whatever? We're not going to do that. There is no sickos game. The only thing that I get upset about this, there's the Navy army game, right? We Mm -hmm. got, we have FCS playoffs. I know that the Heisman thing is, is, is that night? I don't give crap. Give me a game after the Heisman. Mm-hmm. Give me like one of these incarnate word at Sacramento State at like 930 after your Heisman is done. Give me a game after that. Give me an mm-hmm. FCS playoff game after that. That's all I'm asking for. Jordan, do you have a rooting interest in this one? I have two interests here. The first one is uh, my grandpa was in the army. He was in World War II. So I, I have a slight army bias. The other is that I am biased towards the under in this game because the under is hit in this game for the last 16 years. And I should. I should. There's say a record I want to keep going. Yeah. <laughs> I should say before I get in enormous amounts of trouble that like my mother's whole side of the family, basically every male relative was in the Navy, and my father and my grandfather fought in Vietnam and World War II, respectively, in the Army. So like I'm a free agent in this one, hence why you can buy me with drinks. But you were bought. <laughs> but clearly, just clearly yeah. though, you were bought. Oh, absolutely. No, I was bought. If I were to join a branch, I, I'd, I'd be joining the Air Force. So I, I, I'll just say that if I were, which I was, I was kind of recruited for them because I have this weird, great eyesight and uh, the air force came after me pretty hard. Uh, we don't want, to, we, to the three of us don't there. know what that's yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine they, being able to see. I don't know what that's like. What a world. <laughs> oh my God. All three of you wear glasses. Yes. Yeah. We're all, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Since you can't see us, all three of us are sitting here with our glasses, like pushing oh, up our so, nose. No, I just, it just, our it just hit me. And I'm all like with my eyesight that's like, I don't even Bragging your 2015 eyesight. Yeah. Can y'all have glass? Yeah. Oh my God. I just made some enemies. My eyeball is like oblong, like a football. I have so much astigmatism <laughs> and that like my, my glasses are so, have to be so concave. Oh God. To get my ball like squished I'm, into I'm, shape. I'm, I'm actually though. only very slightly nearsighted, but my astigmatism is annoying enough that I can't not wear my glasses for any extended period of time because I get mm. the worst headaches. Um, so, you know, such is life. Yeah, my eyesight is an absolute disaster. I have glaucoma, and if my optometrist is listening, I definitely don't commute every day in the dark. <laughs> Jesus. I'm sorry, I did not, like, as soon as I said the Air Force recruited me, and because of my eyesight, and then I looked and I saw everybody wearing glasses, funny. In the bar, and I'm like, oh my, like the, so the embarrassment of yeah. me just stepping into that. That was that's fun. I'm I'm blushing. I don't know if you can tell in the camera, it's, but you know, we, listen, we all applaud your superpower. <laughs> <laughs> what a world it would be to wake up and be able to see things. Yeah, it would be. It would be very nice to not to have to like reach for a pair of glasses on the side. Like I actually would like that, that, that kind of life would be such an amazing life. Honestly, <laughs> uh, back to the game. Uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to cover. Hey, it's actually a coin flip. Ba-ding! Ba-doom, ba-doom. I, ba-ding. <laughs> and 
so the game is actually bet as a pick em, which makes sense. Parker has him at 1818, slight tip towards army. The over under is really low. It's at 33. This game will hit the under. It always <laughs> hits the under. It's one of the best bets in football. If it doesn't, then you have witnessed, you have paid money to witness an event that is so astounding that you're happy to pay that money to witness the event. Mm -hmm. The bet is worth watching the game. There's always going to be one play in this game where it's going to be one random person that makes the play to shift the entire game at the end. Like mm -hmm. there's just something, these games have been so incredibly close and, and they're just an awesome battle every single time. Essentially, there's really not many blowouts in, in this series at all. There was some at some point in time, you know, lately these games have been like really, really close, like maybe separated by like two or three points. So they, they always come down to like almost the last drive. Who's got timeouts? Does somebody try a weird fake punt or something? And somebody, you know, accidentally snaps it to the up back that didn't expect to get it. And somehow he makes the first down and they're able to run out the clock or some, something crazy like that. So these games are great. I always look forward to these. Hey, Beth, I'll ask hey, you this what? question. Pershing Zone or Navy Band? Um, I've seen Pershing Zone most recently, and I know two people in it right now. So I think I have to say Pershing Zone or someone will hunt me down. I was going to say the same thing. I think I, know more, I think I know more people in Pershing Zone at this point. Pershing yeah. Zone is the, name of the, Army, is the name of the Army Band, and Navy Band is, is the other band. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Whatever. God damn it. Shut up. Ooh. God damn it. I knew I walked into are that we, one. Are we like that a was... split podcast on this one? So, we, I mean, we got half Army... Half Navy here? We are? Yeah, okay. we are. I think we said two Army, two Navy. So there we go. All right. Do, again, we need to, my... do we need to like bet something on this? Yeah. Or, I mean, let's. I don't know. What do, you, what do you bet? What do you bet for a military game? I mean, we could we could try to sing the other team's fight song. Really I'll do that. I'll sing, anchors, think... I'll sing Anchors Away. Hell yeah, I will. I don't think <laughs> any of you want to hear me sing. So. Uh, I have to actually. Oh, because, oh I because you, because you said it, I absolutely want to. See, that makes me want to. All right. Yeah, we're stuck skipping more. Morgan, I'll sing. Morgan. I'll sing. What I'll sing. Whatever song wins. Well, yeah. What, 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 what song do we have to win if 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 Army wins? If Army right. if Ar if Army uh, wins when the capons uh, go rolling along. Yeah, over hill, um, over dale, we hill, will hit, we the, have yeah. hit the dusty trail. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the two non-musical person will, <laughs> people will have to sing. If you guys have to sing it, we will absolutely sing it with you. I'll give you oh, that. Absolutely. We'll absolutely sing <laughs> okay. it with you, just because oh, it's, right. it's fun to sing. It's fun to sing. Yep. We're singing Absolutely. on the podcast. Let's go Navy. I'm just going to say that. Let's go <laughs> yeah, Navy. Please. There we go. All of a sudden, we are all of a sudden huge Navy fans. Huge Navy fans. Let's go. <laughs> I was leaning. Now it's 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 full on. Anchors away. We are also at our D2 and D3 playoff semifinals. In the D2 playoffs, we have West Florida and Ferris State. And we also have Shepard and Colorado School of Mines. That game, the D2 final is actually the same day as the Frisco Bowl in North Texas. So mm -hmm. I'll be going... From the, I'll be going to that gate to the D2 game and then going to the Frisco Bowl afterwards. I'm so sad that you won't get to see my Red Hawks, but, you know, yeah, things happen. Sorry, IUP. In D3, we have Wartburg Mount, and Mount Union, Mount Union being the traditional powerhouse, and then Mary Harden-Baylor and North Central. Mary Harden-Baylor also being the, the, the usual powerhouse there, too. Wait, hold on. Let me, let me go back to the Shepherd at Colorado School of Mines game. Mm -hmm. So Colorado School of Mines, they beat Angelo State the Rams last week, right? Mm -hmm. Now they have to play Shepherd, the the Rams. So that's... yeah, yeah. You came for the sheep, and now you get the Shepherd. Mm -hmm. Right, <laughs> I like this. This is great. Apparently, Shepherd's from West Virginia. I did not know that. Wow. Okay. Didn't sure. know that one. I just I just thought it was weird that Colorado School of Mines 
from Shepherdstown, West Virginia. All right, now I feel dumb. <laughs> That's what it says on the 10. Does what it says on the 10. This is extremely informative. That's right. We're learning about D2, folks. It is the West Florida Argonauts versus I knew the that. Fair, State, Fair State Bulldogs. That's kind of simple. And Fair State's in, in Michigan. I know that. Michigan? Yes. Yeah, yes. their hockey okay. team is very good. You would, you would think with the number of times that I have visited Antietam that I would know <laughs> that Shepherdstown, oh. West Virginia is a place that has Shepherd in it. But nope, apparently not. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> so... For the D3, let's go. Let's see if we know where these things are. Where is Wartburg College, guys? If I tell uh, you it's a, if I tell you it's a small liberal arts college in the Midwest. In the, it's in, in the Midwest. It's in Ohio. It's also it has to be in Ohio outside of Columbus. That would be that would be number one, but it's not Ohio. Where's the other what's if I say it's Lutheran? Oh Lutheran. Uh, Minnesota? Minnesota. Iowa. Iowa. Uh, okay. I always got a bunch of those little tiny schools too. The Wartburg Knights. Waverly, Iowa. Okay. Waverly, Iowa. Very cool. Mount Union Where's... is in Wisconsin. I feel like that's Wisconsin. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think no, they're in Ohio. Yeah. They're in Ohio. Oh, okay. They're a Methodist school in Ohio. There we go. Mary Harden Baylor's Mary Harden Baylor's in Texas. I know that one. And I don't know where North Central College is. <laughs> that could be um, literally Illinois, anywhere. I believe. Illinois, Senate. there we go. Hey, I knew one. In Naperville, Illinois. D three rep. There we go. North so Central well, College, I, the ultimate directional school. I used to see their logo a ton, and every time I saw it, I thought I was looking at NC State. It used to be Shimer College, and apparently, I don't know, I'll double check to make sure that wasn't a scandal oh. that they got changed to it. I don't know why. Their website oh, no. is very NC State-y, because their colors are also like red. It's like mm-hmm. the same shade of red, and yep. the logo looks like NC State. This is... Yeah, okay, this is yeah, weird. Yeah, it's kind of like if you take like NC State and like the Cincinnati Reds and sort of mush them together, you get North Central. Okay, this is okay. This is a great, okay, great quote about Shimer College, okay? According to the New York Times, students, quote, shared a love of books and disdain for conventional style of education. Many say they did not have a good high school experience. Apparently, this is like the, like, evergreen of Illinois this isn't kids. regular school. This is cool school. Right. So, so we don't have lectures. Hold... We just scream at each other. Right. So this ought to be really good. I'm excited for this. I want all these teams to do well. I'm super excited for all these guys. Oh, yeah. they have a great books program. This explains so much. Yeah, this time <laughs> a great book. Exactly right. Yes. It's book club. The college. <laughs> We're all learning. This is going to be when you know how everyone. Do you guys have those friends that are like? I don't know how you guys do college football. There's 131 teams. Like, how do you do all that? And it feels like every person has the line they draw. Like, there's people like us that'll be like, that like look at college basketball people and go like, guys, there's like 300 fucking teams. Like, I, I can't do 300 teams. Everyone has their line. <laughs> that They're just like, I can't do past this point. For me, it's like somewhere in the middle of D2 where I'm just like, I can't, guys. I can't collect this much more information. I got a little bit past this point, but I'm I'm out at a certain run. So you don't want to talk about the NAIA football? They're at their mean, finals. They're at uh, the finals. Okay. Who are the teams? I saw this. Thing. No, we're going to use now. You, said I'm out at D2. Also you. I know off the top of my head that it's the <laughs> NAIA finals. You, I mean, you liar. You liar. You give us a couple years of doing this podcast and we're all going to be screaming at each other about like the first round of the D3 playoffs. Like, can I you can't believe that nobody made it out of the President's about... Athletic Conference? I can't bull... wait until we start talking about Japanese college football in the off season. Oh, yeah. 
There's a lot of teams. There's so many teams named green something in Japanese college football. And I don't know why there's the green dolphins, the big green, the green whistle. There's a lot of those. I wonder how much of that is that the like (laughs) Japanese word for blue and green is like the same. And so, or very similar. I listened to a whole episode of 99% invisible about this, but basically like their like linguistic conception of the color blue and the color green is different than ours is and so some of it is like a translation thing i think um the 99 invisible episode was specifically about traffic lights which sounds dumb was was actually super interesting would recommend that's every episode of 99 invisible is me going that sounds dumb okay fine I'll listen to the next 45 minutes of you talking about this with your sexy voice from in mars from <laughs> mars come on this podcast teach me how to sound sexy uh, NAIA, by the way, is going to be contested between Northwestern from Iowa and Kaiser, Kaiser, K-E-I-S-E-R from Florida. There you go. Kaiser. So we have wait, wait, lots wait, of- Wait, wait, You said it was Northwestern from Iowa? Yeah. That feels weird. Lots of places have a Northwest. 